Alrighty. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa asbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is completely random for me to come up on here and to just talk about what I'm going to talk about just like this. I haven't done anything like this before, but subhanallah, I felt like I had to and I'm personally, I need to. Um, I really need to, you know, redigest all the information I got in from today. Alhamdulillah, today I attended a conference. It was an eight-hour conference and the topic was salam. This was organized by our sisters here in Sydney. Um, Jana, uh, Allah Mubarak, she's an amazing girl. And we had two amazing sisters from the UK come in, um, Sister Lekina and Sister Naima B. Robert. And of course, our very own um, Dalia Ayub. She is my halaqa teacher. She is my mentor. She's, she's someone I look up to and someone that has a really, 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 really dear spot in my heart and absolutely love her and all the ladies for the sake of Allah and I pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reunites us in Jannah and grants us Jannah and Firdaus um, Ameen and yeah so today was that conference and there was other talk, um, speakers as well um, as I said it was eight hours and the whole objective was how to find peace how to make peace um, whether that be spiritual peace um, external peace inner peace just Finding that um, state of the tranquil soul in Surah Al-Fajr, it's the Mutamma Inna, I think. I'm sure. I know. Uh, yes, it is. It's that tranquil soul. How can we attain that? Um, and so, yeah, I am going to try and recap what I, what's the time right now? It is 12.34. I'm going to recap. I am. I don't know how I'm awake, subhanAllah. I'm going to recap what I took away from it, my gems, my reflections, and um, inshallah I'll try and get eight hours of that done in uh, a shorter amount of time. And the reason I'm reflecting is because, oh yeah, so the whole point of, not the whole point of today's conference, but today's conference was the last last one Sister Dahlia was attending as she is making hijrah to, out of Australia. And so... For someone that I've met not so long ago and that has affected me and impacted me so much to have a fellow sister in the community, a mother, a, a teacher, a, a mentor, a coach, a, a, a slave of Allah above and beyond everything. She is someone that strives to be the best slave to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To have someone like that after making dua for so, so such a long time leave and not you know not attend the weekly halaqats with her not go to you know ramadan nights we had we had beautiful nights at the masjid for her for this to be her last conference uh, subhanallah it was it was very very the topic itself and the content of the conference was heavy but this departure was even heavier and i pray allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses her for the deen um Raises raises her ranks in Jannah um, in Jannah inshallah and gives her Jannah al Firdaus. Um. So yeah. So that was that was you know that's why everyone was very emotional today. Um. So Alhamdulillah. I'll begin. I'll begin. Um. So our first speaker was Sister Naima, and Sister Naima, I believe she focused on external peace. Sister Naima B. Roberts. Um. I did write notes. But I did also listen much more than I wrote down as well. Um, so it's going to go from memory. So forgive me for all my shortcomings. 
um, sister Naima V. Robert. I first heard about her when Jana um, Abdul Aziz um, interviewed her for her podcast, Al Majlis podcast. I think this was like almost a year ago. And I was just listening to her story and um, subhanAllah, when she shared what she has been through and, you know, her viewpoints and reflections on life, um, she is also a book author and she's published so, so many books and she's on the on a mission to help over 200 women publish books as well children's books or just helping women become you know the authors and produce something beneficial to the ummah especially for younger kids um and so yeah she is an absolute inspiration in herself um sister Naima B Roberts she started off by telling us that every single one of us is going through a test we're either being tested we have been tested or we will be tested like the state of a believer is three as at any point in your life you are one of those three there's there's nothing in between you've either been tested and you're just coming out from that test or you are currently being tested or you will be tested or it might be a and c or it might just be b or it might be b and c but a state of a believer is one of the three and um so what she made us recognize is how many of us are blessed with things every single day and we don't recognize the blessings anymore so we always, always, always fixated on what is the problem right now? What don't we have? We're always looking at other people and, oh, subhanAllah, this person, she's, you know, she's going to this place and this her husband's like this. This woman's house is always clean. This girl's got her life together. This person's got study. Oh, look at her house. Oh, my God. Goodness. SubhanAllah. It's constant comparison. So what she made us recognize is like, my dude. You guys have blessings every single day, but you don't even recognize it as blessings anymore. And why? Because we are focused on the problems and the things that we don't have and the things that we don't like. And those things that we don't have and that we don't like, they act as the responsibilities for us to have blessings. So if we didn't have something and we have what we have, we wouldn't recognize what we have as a blessing. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm not doing any justice to her words. But what, what, what she was trying to say is like, if you didn't have, for example, your struggles, you wouldn't have the blessings that you have. It, it goes hand in hand. No one's life is perfect. No one's life is without tests. And that's something this conference really, 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 really nailed into our heads is like, Every single one of us is going through a test. She started off with um, getting everyone to raise your hands, like who's going through a test? Every single woman, the, out of the over 200, 100 something women in the room, put their hand up. How many of you are being, some people shared what they're being tested with. Someone was like uni, someone was like my marriage, someone was like my my kids, someone was like my health, and someone was like my, my work. At, every single person was struggling with something so when you see so many people around you struggling it's like hey I'm not the only one and that was also another focus of today is like you're not the only one going through tests and once this test is finished you will be tested again so it's like how can we find peace in this life where we're constantly being tested and so it's like this life is a test like do you not think that you will not be tested Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, do you think that you will, you know, not be tested like the people before you were tested? He's telling us that you will be tested. The only thing that is guaranteed in this dunya is the hardship, is the test, 
and it is constantly change change uh we're constantly chasing this dunya and we're constantly chasing our tests and our struggles and so she gave us six steps slash tools to find peace to find it and to try and attain it and so number one was to be intentional no more sleepwalking stop being intentional start being intentional and change every mundane activity into a beautiful act of ibadah so we're constantly we're constantly constantly on autopilot we get up we do what we do because we have to we're doing this because we have to but it's like as a mom for example because lots of the women as well mom so we had lots of mom examples as a mom you every single day you will give your child breakfast you can either just give your child breakfast for the sake, you know, I got to feed this kid. Or you could be like, you know what, this is my act of ibadah for today. You know, I am going to be a mother. I'm going to nourish my child just so I can please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single action is judged by intention. That is the number one hadith that everyone studies and memorizes. Every single act is judged by intention. So have a beautiful intention. The sahaba, radiyallahu an. They used to do, for example, small actions, but with big intentions. But what we do now is we do many, many actions and we do big actions, but with little to no intention. And in the end, we're judged by our intention. So it's start being more intentional and stop sleepwalking. For example, saying Bismillah is a dhikr and it's like a coin going into your money bank for Jannah, for example. It's like say bismillah with everything with the intentional they're like bismillah in the name of allah like subhanallah and it's like do everything for the sake of allah life is not easy everyday tasks are not easy but make all your struggles worth it in the sense that with your intention with every ounce of struggle you are investing into your akhirah you be intentional and you do the way you do it won't be for nothing you're doing what you're doing and it won't be for nothing. Every ounce of labor will be for the sake of Allah. Because sometimes you put so, so much effort in and you're trying so hard. And subhanAllah, you don't get the outcome you wanted. You don't get the you don't get the reward you wanted. I heard in a lecture once, um, the, the guy was explaining that people in this dunya and every most of our affairs in this dunya, most of them, are judged by our outcome. For example, you could study your head off for nine hours straight. The next day, if you do not get above 50, you have failed. And they don't look at, you know, there could be someone that studied nothing, but he got 80 and he will pass and he will, you know, proceed. But, um, subhanAllah. I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. So they could, you were judged on our outcome here. They don't, well, they don't look at the effort that you put in. Whether you put in effort, whether you didn't put in effort, if you did not perform, that's what you're judged on. So for someone that goes through so much effort in doing something and to not be rewarded, that's so, it's, it's so discouraging and it makes someone get rid of their peace. But when you do the exact same thing and you do it for the sake of Allah, you get rewarded regardless of the outcome. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala judges us based off our efforts and every single person knows their limits. They know how hard they're trying. They know how harder they could be trying as well. With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he judges, he judges us based off our efforts and based off our intentions so even if you did study for those nine ten hours and if you didn't get the result you're like you know what tawakkul in allah i did my part i did this 
Yes, I didn't perform, but at least all of this was not for nothing. At least while I was studying, for example, if you're studying to become an engineer, if you're doing that and you're studying, it's like, Ya Allah, you know, re renew your intention when you're studying, when you're going to uni, especially for uni students, because I know lots of people will feel like, you know, I'm I'm a uni student. Nothing I'm doing is a bad. I want to focus on my dean. I want to leave my studies. But it's like, why not both? why not both why do you have to leave this one to focus on your dean why can't you make this a part of your dean for example you're you're studying and um you can study and you can say yeah Allah I'm doing this for the sake of Allah I'm gonna study so I can better myself so I can be better for the community if you're a civil engineer you could be like I am studying this civil engineering degree just so I can build structures to help benefit the community and benefit the ummah at a large every single second you study you are getting rewarded for but if you didn't have that intention, you're not getting that reward for your st uh, studying. So it's like I bring the uni student subject up because I am a student. And this is something I had to tell myself. It's renew your intentions every single day that you're going to school. Renew your intentions when you start the semester. And so as she said, it's like you be intentional and you do your part and you get rewarded for it regardless of the outcome. Yes, we try our best, but sometimes, most of the times, we're not going to get the outcome we desire. Best Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward us for our intention and that just brings some sense of peace and it's like we do this for our boss you might be working so hard and you don't get that promotion in the end you become discouraged because he gives it to the other guy that didn't deserve it at all but it's like we have a boss which is the creator of the heavens of the earth and he's the one that employed us for example sometimes you think that your risk comes from your boss but you forget that the you know, the boss is just a means and your risk comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he employed us and he chose us to be exactly where we are right now. And he chose you to be exactly where you are. So subhanAllah, it took it took a minute to digest that. And it's, it's going to be one of the reoccurring themes from the conference that it comes down to your intentions. It comes down to you trusting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and surrendering to him and we'll get more into that inshallah and knowing that you are chosen to be exactly where you are like when she did that example of getting people to raise their hands up and you know explaining or suggesting what their tests are if you were to like swap your tests with someone else you wouldn't because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose your test for you and he chose that test for that person and that test for that person that person could not take your test and you could not take their test. But with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he provides you with the test and he also provides you with the means to get closer to him and to get through it. And so when you recognize that um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is your boss, is the person that's in control, you recognize that I have a fair boss, I have a just boss. And with everything that I do, I will not. it will not be for nothing and it will all be recompensed. And that just brings some sort of sense of peace, does it not? The second one was be positive. You know, we have so many, so many, so many of these hadiths and these ayats of the Quran that is telling us, like, if you believe, believe in la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, you believe in the Quran, you believe in what the Prophet ﷺ told us, no? So do you not believe when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that he does not burden a soul more than they can bear? Is that not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling you that you have this test and you should know that you can get through it and you will get through it? Does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not tell us that within hardship comes ease? But when we're in the hardship, 
all we see is the hardship. We never look for the ease. We never tell ourselves that, hey, it's not all doom and gloom. There is ease here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does have a plan for me. I am getting closer to him. He is telling us that with every hardship is ease. Not comes after it. Within it, there is ease. And the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it's it's one of my favorites. It's where he says that, Wondrous are the affairs of a believer that when calamity strikes them and they remain um, patient, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards them if they if they respond with sabr. And when goodness happens to them and they get blessed and they respond with shukr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards them. So it's like it's a win-win for a Muslim. That gives us such optimism and such a sense of peace. It's like I am going through this test because as Muslims, not as Muslims, as humans, as beings in this dunya, we will be tested. The the rest in, and the no test is in the akhirah. But when you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not burden a soul more than they can bear, if you have that engraved in your mind, then it's like, who are you fighting? What are you fighting? You need to recognize that you are in the position that you need to be. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us all of these beautiful promises to let us know and to remind the believer that this life is a test. This dunya is a test. Come back to me. Detach yourself from this dunya. Subhanallah. And she said, a believer is optimistic. Everyone has their own test and each one is for our own good because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you. He has put you through this test. He wants you to grow like for example i was a gym i like to go to the gym if you do not put your muscles through strain do they grow look at every look back look back 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 look at every hardship in your life have you not come out of it stronger have you not come out of it a better person if a test results in you coming closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there anything better than that and so it's just find peace by being positive and the third one was cultivating gratitude. For example, our conversations on the phone are 90% negative and complaining. You know, assalamu alaikum sister. Oh, did you see this person? Yeah, my husband said this or blah, blah, blah. My house is a mess. My son did this. My kid did this. You know, just looking at, um, you know, I saw this person on Instagram. They had this. Oh my God, did you hear what this person say? Constantly, constantly, constantly negative and complaining and comparison and then she said i dare you next time next time you're on the phone with someone only speak positive or try to at least focus on the positive positive. and it's like subhanallah instead of complaining about oh yeah alhamdulillah my kid woke up today and you know he decided to make his bed or my kid woke up today and you know when he came downstairs he he gave me a good morning kiss that stuff goes all out the window because we're, as I bring up mother mother examples, because subhanAllah, there was a lot of uh, mothers there, but we can still take, um, we can still take lessons from it. And it's like, subhanAllah, if you just focus on speaking positively rather than focusing on the negative, that's going to do nothing for you. Then you will find peace by being gratitude, uh, by being grateful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, if you are grateful, I will increase you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't put a limit or a what onto what he will increase you in because gratitude is so, so, so important. And, you know, even like studies show in the West that having something as simple as a journal where you document your gratitude, what you're grateful for and what you reflect upon, 
it's 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 a form of treating or helping depression and it's like subhanallah our deen tells us this our deen tells us to be thankful do we not say more than 17 times a day in our prayers alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen all praise and thanks to allah the the lord of the rabbil alameen it's like our deen tells us to be thankful and to have gratitude and that's what's going to find us find us um, peace because we're not focusing on the negative you have so so much positives and blessings in your life and wallahi the scariest thing is to have so many blessings and not recognize them it's subhanallah subhanallah so the third thing was cultivating gratitude Number four was choosing courage. Um, every single one of you is chosen to be going through what you're going through at this time. If you want to make peace, choose to believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose you, you, to deal with all of this. And He's giving, He has given you the means to get through it and thrive through it. Instead of feeling sorry for yourself and playing the victim and in in day in 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 situations recognize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed you here and he has given you the means to get through this and to get past this test what's complaining gonna do why aren't you focusing on the good why aren't you being like I am going to choose me today I'm gonna accept that I am here because acceptance is the first step and I'm gonna know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves me and he has put me here because he knows I can get through it and he has given me the tools and the means to get through this and to thrive. Not just survive, but to thrive. He has given it to me. It's a matter of me showing up and being courageous. Instead of feeling sorry for myself, having a pity party and just going into a downhill cycle. Choose, choose courage and be courageous and show up. Number five was embracing the flow. The one thing, the main, not the one thing, but the biggest thing that stops the flow is comparison. Stop comparing yourself. Comparison is a thief of your joy and a thief of your salam. It's a thief of your peace. The second you look to others and you compare yourself, you've robbed yourself. You've robbed yourself. It's just, it's just, it's like, it's it's the poison that you're giving yourself and drinking and you're expecting someone else to get hurt or you're expecting something good to come out of it. Comparison is a thief of your joy and a thief of your peace. And number six was be you. Embrace who you are and focus on how you can be the best version of yourself. We are all made different and unique. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us with different strengths and different personalities. You might excel in one thing. Someone else might excel in another thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put this test in your life because this test is unique to you. It's not the same for anyone. And that's why when, you, when you're going through something, you're like, I'm literally the only person in the world. No one else is going through this. It's just me. Realize that you are not alone in the fact that you are being tested, but your test is unique to you. And so you be you and you deal with it the way that you can deal with it. And it's like, subhanAllah, the, the test that you're going through is, is character development for the person that you're going to be in the future. In the future, you're going to be look, you're looking back and you're going to be like, subhanAllah, that really changed me. I'm so thankful for that. As bad as it might seem in the moment. So that was the notes I took for Naima. But Naima herself has a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. Um, she was, she, subhanAllah, she's a revert. 
And I, I say that, subhanAllah, because I'm so inspired by them. It's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose them. He handpicked them. He gave Islam to them and he is choosing to use them for the deen. It just reminds me of how replaceable we are and how Islam is going to thrive with or without me. Just because I'm a born Muslim, does that mean I'm going to die as a Muslim? No, I'm not guaranteed Islam. I'm not guaranteed Islam for tomorrow. And subhanAllah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he will replace us with people better, it's like maybe, 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 this is just me thinking, it's like maybe there's people out there who are leaving Islam or who are who are not, you know, cherishing Islam and embracing the, the religion of Islam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala picks these beautiful souls to come into the religion and come and teach us and embrace it. And so that's why I absolutely, absolutely love Reverse, just for that sake of, you know, that that I seeing that uh, I, uh, transaction happening. So Sister Naima B. Robert, she was a, um, she is a Revert, uh, alhamdulillah. And she also married uh, another Revert and they got married by, uh, at the end of their, um, at the end of her uni degree. And um, she, what's it called? It feels so weird, like regurgitating. So like I can, I can take away the lessons of what, um, they taught me and say it but it feels so weird speaking about it because it's 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 like her story and I highly highly recommend you guys look her up and also read her book show up because that is the book that I read first after I listened to her on a podcast I ordered it and I was like subhanallah um this is she also mentions this in her book um story subhanallah she you know she's 15 years with her um husband she's got um I can't remember the exact number of kids but she's got beautiful amount of kids one night she goes out you know she's she's living in Egypt um and she's with she's 15 years of marriage like subhanallah it was, it was a beautiful marriage she loved her husband her husband loved her he was a great father um and then one night she comes home and she sleeps in her daughter's bed for some reason because I think she woke up so she you know put her back to sleep and she slept there and in the morning she gets woken up by her kids saying like that's that's not waking up that's not waking up and subhanallah her husband passed away and when her husband passed away like you can imagine that that moment where you realize yeah seriously like we all will belong to Allah. we all belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and indeed we will return to him but what's 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 absolutely mind-boggling and inspirational is what she did in that moment when she lost the her best friend when she lost her husband and the father of her children what she decided to do was to do sajd al-shukr and to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when I first read that and when I first heard that, I was like, subhanAllah, that what she did in that moment was not instantaneous. The way she lived during her life led her to be able to do that in that moment. And subhanAllah, like I learned so much from that. And she was telling us a story about this other couple in the hospital where their daughter was terminally ill. And every single time the couple would get um, news, you know, your daughter's not doing well, the husband would say to the wife, not now. And then, you know, weeks go by, the um, nurses say that, you know, your daughter's health is getting even worse, it's not good. And then the husband says, not now. And then months go by, you know, the daughter's not getting better. They're saying, sorry, like, you know, she's not getting better. Husband says again, not now. Excuse me. He says, not now. And then they get the news that their daughter has passed away. And then the husband says now, and they go down and they both do sajjah and shukr together. And they, you know, the response is so beautiful because they're like, Inna lillahi wa ilayhi 
they didn't focus on like, Ya Allah, why are you testing me? Why are you taking my daughter away from me? They were, they did sajjat al-shukur and they were like, thank you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for blessing us with this time for having her. Thank you Allah for blessing us with this new love that we had for her and for, for letting her be with us for this amount of time. And and thank you Allah, you know, for the love that we had, for the experiences that we had with her, the whole the whole experience of motherhood with her. They were just focusing on what they're thankful for to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And and it just makes you realize how everything in this life is alone. Like this every we don't own anything. We don't own anything. We're not we have no rights above anything. Our parents, our kids, our body, our health, our wealth, it's all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So detach yourself and recognize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can take whatever He gave away from you at any time. And I think that was very, very beautiful. Just sharing that story, alhamdulillah. SubhanAllah. Okay. Whew. The next speaker was Sister Lainka, and she is Allahumma barak, man. Like when, I don't know, like when you see people and you just feel like they're an angel. They're so beautiful in the way they speak and in the way they 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 teach knowledge and the way that they. Oh, a fangirl moment, wallahi. She is a um, podcast host as well as well as a coach and many other things. Allahumma barak, and she talked about having a mindset of peace. And that peace is a state of mind. You know, we're all in different seasons. Someone might be going through summer where it's really good for them right now. Someone might be going through winter. Someone might be going through autumn or spring. Someone might be going through all of them at the same time. Someone might not be feeling anything, but we're all in some sort of state. And she said, peace is a state of mind and we're all in a different season. So whatever the season is on the outside, Peace is not dependent on external circumstances. It's in the heart, regardless of what we are going through. So regardless whether you're in summer or winter or autumn or spring, you need to maintain that peace. And that peace is a mindset. And it's like, how do we ruin our own peace? Some of the reasons that some of the sisters in the audience suggested was fear of the future. When you have something good, you can't even accept it and embrace it because you're like, oh, this is going to go away. You're ruining the peace that you just attained there. Um, comparison, once again, comparison being brought up. Comparison is 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 a thief of your peace. And one of the reasons that she touched on and that we don't experience peace is because we don't know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that really, really hit me because the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is something that I've been wanting to like study for ages. And I tell myself, you know, I'm going to have to study them. I'm going to have to, you know, write four pages on every single name before I can move on to the next name. But it's like, let begin, begin by knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's introduced these attributes so we can use to know him so we can attain peace. And if you truly knew the names of Allah, would you still feel so uneasy? As you're going through it, as you're going through a test, if you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most wise, He is the most wise, you will find peace in whatever you're going through because you have tawakkul in Allah and in His name that He is the most wise. When you're facing something or when you're going through something with other people, perhaps, and you recognize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most just, He is the most just. You will find peace in your situation knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most just. If you're going through some sort of really, really, really difficult 
heartbreak or really d- difficult detachment or um, of some sort and you recognize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the al-wadud he is the most loving he loves me Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you more than your mother loves you you can see how much a mother loves you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves me and if you recognize um, through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name as you're going through that test that is where you can attain that mindset of peace regardless of what's going on around you you know that Allah you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's names and attributes and you and you call upon them and you recognize them in every single thing that you're going through as you're going through a test recognize which name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you will rely upon and you will call out to in your du'as it's like what's 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 the life like learn the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and show how he azawajal shows up for you show how Allah is al-wadud the most loving and recognize the way he shows up in that way how he shows up in love and recognize that and find that and use that to attain the mindset of peace her um, next thing was cultivate gratitude every single day insert a daily habit habit of gratitude and recognize and reward yourself because it's like yes it's hard but you still showed up be thankful for that something that she mentioned the other night subhanallah is um, embracing the humanity of a Muslim you know our iman fluctuates and our iman will never be a constant high or a constant low but recognizing the humanity that we are human and you know sometimes it takes real strength what she said was so beautiful what sometimes it, what it takes is real strength for you to get up to go to the bathroom to make wudu to get your prayer mat to get onto your prayer mat and say Allahu Akbar sometimes that might feel so so hard and you might not want to do it but wallahi the fact that you get got there is a blessing from allah is something that you should be grateful for how many people out there allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling them to pray five times a day they're not they're ignoring astaghfirullah but you got up you made wudu and you got onto that prayer mat and you said allahu akbar and you began your salah that right there is something to be grateful for and it's something to look at yourself and be proud of it's like i still i showed up today i did not feel it and i it was hard for me but i still showed up and it's like look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself i'm proud of you for showing up and subhanallah the next thing was to make dua with her struggles this is her catchphrase alchemize your feelings into dua Take your fear and turn it into a way where you can speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Maybe these feelings of fear and other feelings were ways for you to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With everything that you're feeling, recognize it. And instead of dwelling upon it, use it to call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And subhanAllah. As she said, maybe these feelings were a way for you to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you make dua, make dua with yaqeen. Make dua knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will answer your dua or he will give you better. And a dua and doubt cannot live in the same heart. If you're making dua and you're doubting it or you're worried about it, that is not how you make dua. You have to make dua with... With such, con- uh, with such conviction that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will answer you in the way that is best for you. You make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you cannot be worried or you cannot be doubtful at the same time. 
another personal story she shared is that um her daughter had some sort of cancer and it was very very bad and subhanallah she was running around and her mom just came back from umrah and she was running around to her mom like mom this mom this we have to go to this appointment it's not getting better and very very fixated on her daughter's conditions and she was obsessive over it and subhanallah what her mom said was so beautiful her mom was like i delivered i delivered at the kaaba i delivered in the in the haram in the kaaba what are you worried about her mom made dua and her mom was like, I gave I, I gave these affairs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What are you worried about? And Sister Lenka was like, I need that. I need whatever this woman's on. And that peace and that tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the worst things is for your grand, uh, granddaughter or for your daughter to go through such sickness. But when this she makes dua, she was like, you know what? From there on, I made dua and I left the rest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I delivered. The dua was delivered. I gave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What are you worried for? And so worry and doubt cannot live, worry and dua cannot live in the same heart. When you make dua, make dua with certainty and be assured with your tawakkul that you did your part and you delivered the message to Al-Wadud. You delivered the message to Al-Rahman, to Al-Rahim. You delivered the message to Allah. And going back to showing up, it's like even if you're weak and you can't say anything, and you're just in such a position where you're finding it so hard to just show up in the in the most smallest ways. It's like even if you're weak and you can't say anything, you saying Ya Allah is something that you should be grateful for. Out of everyone in the world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose you to call upon his mighty name. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose you to say Ya Allah. Umar, um, Umar radiallahu and he, I think it was the saying of his, he um, he said that I don't worry if my dua is going to be accepted or not. I worry if I'm not able to make the dua. If Allah, every single dua you make is an invitation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your tests, your fears, your worries are for you to turn back and to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Allah, I am relying upon you. I am coming to you. So the fact that you're making dua or you have this inclination to either turn back or to ask for help or to do some sort of good is something you should be grateful for. And it is the greatest blessing. The fact that you just said, Ya Allah, is something that you should be grateful for. And every day, imagine if you ask yourself when you wake up in the morning, how can I choose to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala today? What will your day be based around? Your day will be based around and your intentions will be renewed because you're trying to finish this day one step closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Instead of being like, okay, what do I have to do today? You know, what's the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? You check your phone and you're bombarded with so many things. But how about when you wake up in the morning, you ask yourself, how can I choose? You choose because you choose every single thing that you do in the day. How can I choose to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? in the day so take the steps to cultivate peace in your lives whatever season you're in and it all starts with knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his names and attributes and having full tawakkul in him you have to rely upon Allah you have to recognize that your worries and your fears are Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calling you back so you can worry so you can call upon him and so you can return to him subhanallah that was Sister Lane, because, and I'm honestly, I'm honestly, honestly doing no justice to what 
they have said and I highly recommend listening to these girls and following their platforms and listening to what what wisdom they have because I'm regurgitating and it's I'm doing a no justice like I'm I'm reflecting upon everything that they said and obviously these notes are written down in my own words so uh yeah subhanallah there's there's amazing women out there that we can learn from and it's really really this is empowering this is empowering seeing other ladies trying to be the best slave that they can be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and finding peace in it as well subhanallah Alrighty. Um, so upon finishing um, recording the podcast, I realized that it's quite long and it went for over an hour and a half. Um, so I've, I have decided to split the podcast into two parts, inshallah. So the first part that went by was my reflections on Sister Naima and Sister Layinka's talks. And inshallah, the next part is, oh, I, I don't have favorites, but it's going to be um, my reflections upon Sister Dalia Ayub's talk. And also they brought up on stage um, other females from the community to share how they found peace within their struggles and it was absolutely beautiful alhamdulillah um, and so yeah inshallah this was the first part jazakallah khairan for listening i really hope that you benefited from it inshallah forgive me for my shortcomings and if you do have any reflections or any comments i would love to hear them so please do share inshallah jazakallah khairan for listening and um, be sure to listen to the second part that will be uploaded right after this one inshallah so subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashadu la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik assalamu